Hello football fans and welcome to View from the Sideline podcast. Coming up this week in the Premier League review, we look back at the action from the weekend, including the first win for Lampard and shocks at Old Trafford and the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Chris returns with more stats in the wonders of White. Pete tries to break our 100% record with another teaser and the bragging rights go to Jody in this week's predictions challenge. We'll catch up on all the EFL action and we've got a special this week with our Yeovil watch as our roving reporter Adam gives us his match report from the weekend's game against Maidenhead. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode three of Views on the Sideline podcast. Uh, it's Rich here and Chris is with us. Hi, Chris. Hello, Rich. All right? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Another action-packed weekend yeah. of... Uh, I've got a smile on my face this week. Football. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes one of us. Um, I nearly boycotted today's podcast because three weeks in and I've lost interest in football already. But we'll, we'll come on to that. Um, so, lots to talk about this week. Um, so, before we get into the Premier League review, we'll uh, we'll go to Pete's teaser. So, what's this week's teaser then, Pete? Okay, this week's question. Which overseas striker played one season in the Premier League? He scored 17 goals in 35 games. And he was also on the losing side in both domestic cups. Okay, my, my week's just not got any better. Um, yeah, I think I might be relying on you for this one, Chris. This is gonna, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Well, I'm sure, not sure my knowledge of uh, cup finals. Being this is going to be a, a trip down memory lane, I think. I can't think of any recent ones. So get to that later. My immediate thought is going towards a Chelsea player. Oh. Purely for the amount of strikers that they've had. No, we've not lost. I don't know. There's no way they've lost. Both finals in one season. Hmm. Maybe Liverpool. I don't know. Okay, well, we'll come back to that. So, we'll, um, I think um, I think he's a bit annoyed that we've got two out of two, so he's thrown that one at us. But um, we'll give it a go. So, uh, we'll go into the Premier League review. Uh, and especially for you, Chris, there's only one place to start. We will go straight to Carrow Road for the early kickoff on Saturday. Norwich v Chelsea. First three points for Lampard. The goals were flowing. Yeah, what what did you think yes. of it? What did you think? Um, it was it was a very fast-paced game, I would say, and it was good to see um, the younger players of the squad scoring the goals. As, as, and I, I think it's it's what Tammy Abraham needed. I think um, was just to get a goal, just to grow that confidence, and you could see that throughout the game. As soon as he got the first goal, he was he was causing quite a few problems. Um, for, Took for it well, didn't defense. he? Really? Yeah, he did. Yeah, the first, first goal was goal, really yeah, well was taken. Great finish. Um, but you know, the flip side to that is the defence. You know, we there's still underlying issues. Is it Dave? There, <laughs> it's not Dave. No, not Dave. <laughs> it's not Dave. Not Spanish Dave this week. <laughs> but I think it, it, it was a combined effort of poor defending. I think that that the goals were. The only thing I would say is that. It, it, I thought there was a foul on Abraham to the build-up to the first Norwich goal. Um, I thought that the player was a bit late on him, um, but obviously it wasn't picked up. So, but other than that, I, I was um, I was very happy, and 
hopefully this is the start. Because to be fair, like in the other two games, we've shown moments of what is what the squad is capable of, and uh, I think a special mention as well to uh, Kovacic, who I thought was probably man of the match. What do you think about the so Lampard promoting youth? So that that looks like the way he's going to go this season. Yeah. <laughs> so you 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 you're two so two goal scorers out of the three games so far. So two for Mason Mount, uh, and it was a good finish. I, I thought I thought his goal was pretty good yeah, on Saturday, yeah. and then two for Abraham. Again, we've we've said the first finish was a good finish, but I think the second one was as well. So that that that's your goal scorers. So playing with the youth, promoting the youth, giving them a chance seems to be seems to be paying off. And especially if you think that Norwich played well against Liverpool, they played very well against Newcastle, as poor as Newcastle were in that game. So oh, yeah. going there wasn't always right, going to be were, the easiest thing to do. They were in they were in the game. You know, there's no there's no way you can say that they weren't in, you know, even when we went three two up, you know, they they did sit back a bit second half, but they had chance they had you know they had other chances as well. But um I'll be very, very surprised if Mount and Abraham are not in that England squad. When it well yeah I mean that that was going to be that was going to be one of my questions whether because yeah. I, I think it's named is it named late this week or next week uh, I think it's late this week yeah because I think there's there's been a lot of talk about both of them being in it so I think, um, yeah I think they're both well. we'll see but I mean a, a, a good three points first win of the season Sheffield United at home next or this coming weekend so you'd feel pretty confident I think yeah. It, I think it's it's awful point. when Chelsea win. We, there's, there's, <laughs> my banter is so restricted when when Chelsea yeah. win. It just kind of shuts um, you down a little bit, there. Yeah. 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 Got to try and be a bit more sensible, I guess. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, good three points all in all for Chelsea. First three points of the season. So uh, we'll we'll see how they go from go from there. So we'll go up to Old Trafford. Um. Probably the shock of the weekend. Def- definitely the shock of yeah, the day. Definitely. Um, I think that a lot of people would have had this as a home banker. Um, I think, especially when you th- when you look at how United played, especially against Chelsea, first game of the season, um, and then I don't think they played that badly against against Wolves. But then Palace were awful against Sheffield United put that all together i think it was pretty much a, a nailed on three points for united but yeah. I, it's it's almost if we just talk about the first goal i mean it was it, it was literally like the parting of the sea for 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 you to get through one on one and that's the complete opposite of everything that was coming out the first game against chelsea where the defence looked more solid wambasaka in there and maguire in there lindelof playing better but they, they were terrible for that first goal. I uh, thought it was yeah. awful, awful it was, defending. It was, it was a mess. Um, yeah, they've got Maguire in. He's he's a good player, but he's he can he's not going to strengthen the back four on his own. I know they got Wan Bissaka as well. He, I thought the first two games of the season has been pretty good, but I thought on on Saturday he wasn't that great and I, I don't think I, to be fair I don't think there was one Man United player on that pitch you could probably say actually had a had a good game no um, I mean it, even, even Mr. the goal even, yeah 
De Gea. I mean, he's Gea, got a save. Yeah. He's got a save that second one. You get one. beaten at your net play. That's, that's one of the key things. No, and he, I mean, he got he got down to it. A couple of things from me I want your opinion on, Chris. So, first of all, um, the penalty situation. Where where do you stand on this? I mean, uh, I, me, I'm all for should... having a designated penalty taken. Yeah, Not, I think you should it, have. It's one of two or one of three. Yeah, I, th- I think you need to have one dedicated penalty. T- it's, it, it seems a bit of a cop-out that they're saying they're both... It, it seems like they're just trying to keep Pogba happy. But uh, to be fair, but even, they, he missed any <laughs> Rashford missed. But, but so, they, uh, had, they, had, they had a penalty against against you first game, didn't they? Yeah, they've had a penalty so, in every so game. Penalty in every game. So yeah. Rashford took it, scores. Pogba against Wolves misses. Rashford against... Uh, Palace misses. Um, I, I think you've got to stay. I, I, I don't know. I, about, I, like I say, I'm, I'm all for the, the one designated but, penalty um, taker. James, second book in this season already for diving. Yeah, I don't think it was a dive. I, 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 I was, was really clear. surprised. Clear, I, 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 yeah. I, I did wonder at the time whether that think it's how he's got they, that they go. Yeah. Whether they go back at that retrospectively to, yeah. to remove that yellow, because I, I I think it was a foul. I think he caught him, but it, it's he's he's a bit like Bale. I think when when he towards his later years at Spurs, where he's so quick that the slightest touch he, he's going to go down. But I, I thought that was a pretty clear Harsh. one. I'd, yeah, I'd be interested to see whether they overturn that. But, the, um... the, the, the second thing for me, Jesse Lingard. So. Go back to the World Cup, where he was he was starting for England. He was uh, an integral part of the team in their journey to the semi-finals. Now, I think I read a stat the other day that he hasn't he hasn't scored or assisted a goal for like the last fifteen or sixteen games, which is is really surprised me with him. Almost to the but you you almost forget he's playing. Yeah, at the moment, you, saw, you, you you don't know what he's doing. You you forget he's on the pitch. I saw someone um, online um, make a comment about um, how is he? How did he go from playing really really well a couple of seasons ago, um, like last season, the start of last season, he he started off really well, and then all of a sudden he's just kind of like come off the boil. But I I, I really don't know what's happened there, but. I just find it really yeah, surprising. I think yeah. I think he's he's like a go-to player. If you think if he's firing, if Rashford's firing, if Pogba's firing, United are a, are a good side. But that was it, it, even if you, if you look at the overall game, it's and I, I think there's going to be a theme this week around like possession and sort of shots. That doesn't really mean much in football because it it doesn't mean you're going to win but the United of old where they would just put pressure and pressure and pressure on and at some point that the other team would sort of fold I feel with United especially in this game there was a lot of pressure but no sort of end product it was almost as if Palace could sit back and just take the pressure and they had a good outlet in in Ayu and I thought Benteke played pretty well to be honest which is sort of the complete polar opposite to what they were like last week but um I, I think I think when you're battling for top four top six you're not going to moan that United lose to Palace but as a Definitely United not. fan you're going to be pretty pretty annoyed so uh we'll, we'll leave that match and we'll go on to Liverpool Arsenal uh so the late game on Saturday I I called this one as 2-2 before and I was 
surprised, to be honest with you, how easy it was for Liverpool. I thought Arsenal were pretty disappointing. Well, I think you only got to look at one player, and that's in at, at Arsenal's back four. David well, Luiz, by any chance? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how he thought he was going to get away with that penalty. He's clearly grabbing the shirt, and then the second, the the, the third Liverpool goal where. Salah just kind of it's too easy. He just goes, it's he too just goes easy. in. He just goes in, doesn't think, and he's, Salah's gone as soon as that. But to be fair, like pain, it really pains me to say this, but you know, Liverpool again are, are looking like a, a a great side this season, and at times they really do play some amazing football. I think that's the best. I'd say that's the best Liverpool have been in the three games so far. Do you think and it, Salah, it was their biggest Sa- test. Do you think because Salah would turn? I think this is Salah's best game I've seen him for Liverpool for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he got a couple, didn't he? I, I thought it was quite ironic that last week that sort of you. Yes, I did say. <laughs> you, you said you said Firmino yeah, was the yeah, most important of the yeah, three, and yeah. I said Mane, and then it's Salah that sort of t- t- yeah. took all the headlines. He, he took it to heart. He, he he heard what we said, and he took it to heart. Maybe, so. maybe. I mean, I, I think there's been a lot of talk about Arsenal playing a diamond in this game, and quite a narrow diamond, which allowed oh, Robertson and Alexander Arnold to yeah. get forward, which I think was probably a I, I get I can I can kind of see Emery's reasoning behind it. It yeah, just didn't it just didn't it just, work. It just it just made the the fact that especially Arnold he he's got he can cross the ball so well and you know it, they just looked vulnerable and it didn't really didn't help. You know David Luiz leaving Chelsea you know there wasn't that much uproar about him leaving Chelsea. It's because of performances like this. But it just lets him down. Yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 maybe it's against the bigger teams that he gets found out. I mean, I'm with you with the penalty. I mean, it's almost as if remember VAR. We've got VAR now. You're yeah, never, it, you're never going to get away referee, with that. The referee didn't even need it. It's just so blatantly obvious. Yeah. How we tried to justify it to the referee that it it wasn't a. Fu- I, I just I just laughed. <laughs> well, I guess it was a bit ironic being a Chelsea fan, but I, 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 I kind of feel that I was a bit disappointed with Arsenal because I thought that they looked, they've looked good in the in the two games yeah, they've played and, so and, far, and Pepe, they've won. You know, it was the first time that someone's like got past Van Dijk or something in fifty games or something. I don't yeah, know in, in the league, because there was a big but, thing in the Community Shield, <laughs> wasn't there, when Jesus got. Got got past yeah, him, and there was a big thing about Pepe, it. But, but the shot from you know, he just literally tapped it right at the keeper. Yeah, was, but I think that's the thing for me. I, I just I just found Arsenal a bit disappointing. I thought they would have given Liverpool a, a bit more of a game, and I think that Liverpool Liverpool performed how you would expect them to perform in a big game, and Arsenal didn't. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure Liverpool will have tougher tests this year, um, but. I, I know what will happen. Arsenal will turn it on again on Sunday. Say, and you play, and you play with this. Week. Yeah, which, which takes <laughs> us on to, on to the Spurs game, uh, which I'd, I'd like to avoid. Well, um, you know, I I could easily turn around and be very biased right now, but I have to say that the key decision in this game has gone against you, and and I've heard so many people talk about this penalty decision. It's the second, which is the one in the second half. 
where Lascelles he's kind of stumbled, but he is he has stopped Harry Kane from getting the ball. He's not won the ball, and so I, I really am finding it difficult to. So, so why do you think he does? Why do you think he doesn't give it then? Because I mean, I, I think I, I think I almost I almost feel like I almost feel like VAR has has evened itself out with us in the space of two weeks rather than over rather than over the course of the season but if if a penalty has to be clear and obvious i mean just talk about the first one just just very briefly the the, yeah. the, the one on son so there's there's there was a lot of talk um across across sort of the radio stations and a lot of pundits were saying that that was a penalty because he he take the defender takes the ball, but the defender takes the ball with with the momentum that they've used going through Son. So the the first offence is the fact that they've brought him down, but in the process of sliding in to bring him down, they've got the ball. So therefore, it's not clear and obvious. But with the second one, I mean the defenders pretty clever i think because it's almost as if he, oh, he's, yeah, he's, he he's on his way down yeah i'll yeah. just throw myself in front of his feet and then it's not a foul because it's my oh, momentum yeah. I, I can't I, I i don't i don't think i'm going to be biased when i say it. i think it was a penalty oh no no i the I thing i can't understand it. is why it's not clear and obvious so, so what, what, what is it that's not yeah. what is it that's not obvious about it being a penalty? That, was that's kind of what it. I don't and get. Even in real time, I thought it was a penalty, and I was literally wait. I thought, oh, they go to VAR, they do the their bit, and they just it's that they just say it's a penalty. Like there's no way that they're not going to give it, and yeah. I, I literally could not believe it because they were showing replay after replay on the TV, and then all of a sudden the referee was just he blew his whistle, and it was he was like. Pointing for a um a court was it a corner or a goal camp what it was but yeah I was I was, I was quite amazed it wasn't given for me for me like you said he's been Lascelles has been clever in the fact that he he knows he's going down so but I mean there is... you know I know there are people out there that say it's not a penalty but I yeah but I mean it. that's the thing it, I, I know you'll always get that split but there there seems to be quite an even split about it was it wasn't so maybe there isn't something that's but something that is obvious about it but I mean I, I don't think we can especially from a Spurs point of view we can't use that as an excuse as to why we lost I think for, for me personally it, it's almost a carbon copy of the first half against Villa where yeah. we just seem to lack creativity. I mean, um, I, I, I find it hard to criticise Harry Wings because I really like him, but I think it's in games like that that he he's not that creative, sort of he's going to produce that defence-splitting pass like you would maybe expect Ericsson to do. He's more of a pivot in the middle where the, the play just flows through him. Um and obviously, bringing what I the, I didn't understand why he didn't start Ericsson unless there is some transfer activity going on, and and he's yeah. I, I, maybe he's been told not to start him or why Lacelso didn't start. I don't I don't get that. I mean, Endombele was was injured and we we massively missed him, and I kind of think from a Spurs point of view, we knew what Newcastle were going to do. We knew that. 
they would sit back. I mean, they hadn't got a point before before Sunday. If they did get a goal, they were going to make it as frustrating as possible. Um, but f- for me, it, it now puts a lot of pressure on the Arsenal game. Going into the international break... You said this last week, didn't you? Yeah, I think that if, if we'd got seven points from the three games, and then you could almost say it doesn't doesn't matter as much if we don't win at Arsenal but if we don't win at Arsenal now four points from 12 going and then you've got the international break where you're not playing that I think as a fan that that annoys you but I mean there's a lot of talk this week about what's going on at Spurs and one thing that I I found really interesting I read this today that from the last 15 Premier League games, it's only Watford and Brighton that have actually got a worse record than Spurs. That's that's like half a season. And it just just shows you how the run to the Champions League final last year was... No one was talking about Spurs' league form because they were in the Champions League final. But uh, uh, only two teams worse than them. And look at Brighton the end of last year and Watford the end of last year going into this season. It just shows how bad their form is. And even even Pochettino said it after the game. I mean, he said you need to have the capacity to step up when you're faced with that type of opposition and you're losing. But Spurs didn't show that. Spurs should have been... They're almost a bit like United. They were, they were peppering the sort of final third, but just not getting anywhere. Um, and... I, I think Ericsson's going to go personally. I think, I, think, I think I've changed my mind. I think he's going to go because I want to try and get some money for him. But he needs to start playing the Celso, in my opinion. But we'll move on. I'm not talking about it anymore. I'm sulking. Damn football. I did like Newcastle's away kit, though. Every cloud, you know. So we'll go on to. Um, Bournemouth Man City next. Um, pretty straightforward for City, I think. Sterling Aguero. Um, I think that City look like they're going to score from everywhere, don't they? I mean, I guess I guess Kyle yeah. Walker. That's a bit of a talking point. And Edison. Yeah. Kyle Walker with two yellows. Maybe he should have been sent off. Don't know what you thought Potent- of that. Potentially, I don't. Mm, maybe. I'm not sure. I thought. Um... David Silva had a good game. They're going to miss him next year, aren't they? Yeah, I, I, sat there I, I, I was, think we're going to say this every week. Yeah, they're going to miss was, him. When I was watching the highlights, I, I know that they they're pinning their hopes on obviously Bernardo Silva. I think filling in that that gap, but I I don't think I I think in the last sort of six seven seasons or however long he's been there. I think he's probably been their key player. I think uh, I, more so than I know Aguero scored the goals, but I think it's, I think, I think I, company has as well. Sil- I, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, they're a good Sil- spine to that team. I think Silver but... gives you something else that com- company where he'll throw his body on the line, and Aguero where he'll, he'll always get you that vital goal. David Silver's consistent. He's consistently yeah. performing at a high level. Uh, which I think they'll miss. But Bernardo Silva had an amazing season last year, so I I think he'll be all right. But Bournemouth, if I could change my prediction, I would. I feel a bit bad that I put them in the bottom three. I thought, because they played all right, and they, they... 
they had just as many chances on target than what City did. But um, quickly on the England talk again, Harry Wilson. Do you think he'll get called up? I know he probably won't start, but do you think he'll get given a, a chance? No. no. Too soon? No. Uh, n- no, but I think because Southgate does, he likes what he likes. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to sound disrespectful when I say this, but Harry Wilson scored two stunning goals in two weeks, and I kind of think that's why there's a lot of press on him. I'm not sure he's mm. quite ready for England. Maybe. Yeah, but someone who is, we'll we'll move on from that one. Uh, but a good win for City, and Bournemouth played well. So Sheffield United, Leicester, mm. James Madison. If Ericsson does leave Spurs, oh, hello. I want, hello, I want hello. him. <laughs> I want this, man. I want this. I want this guy at Spurs. He's and good, he? I think he's I think he's amazing. And he's twenty two years old. And I said I said this on the first podcast this season that I I was really excited about Leicester's front four of Vardy, Madison, um, Telemans and Perez. Madison's assist for Vardy's goal was unbelievable. The way he picks the ball up in in midfield, I think it I think it breaks him. I think Leicester break yeah. the possession, break the play down in midfield. One touch and then a 20 25 yard pass with the with the outside of his right foot where Vardy does not even break stride. Great assist. I think he and he, he was man of the match against Chelsea. I, I think he's having a great season, and I th- he will be in the England squad. Oh and yeah, he definitely. Should, definitely. He, he should, should start. He'll he start. should be in the Spurs squad. Come um, January. Uh, Sheffield United. I I don't think they'll be that disappointed though. I don't think. I, I thought that they play, actually played in spells of the game. They were they were quite good. Um, I have to say though. Uh, Jamie Vardy celebrating the goal in front of his front of their fans was was uh, quite amusing. Uh, I didn't realise, but he's a, apparently he's a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Yeah, you would though, wouldn't you? He was oh, getting yeah. a bit of stick. Yeah, from he him. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just I think love, that's. I, love I just it when think. That when, when I just kind of think if a football fan's got the right to give it to a player, then the player's got the right to give it back. He's just a bit outnumbered. That's all. He loved it. He was loving it. You know, he's like he'd take them all on as well. Just and the the winner uh, by Barnes for Leicester, crikey! Very nice. I don't, I don't know. I didn't rip that net. Um, but yeah, so good win for Leicester. Unlucky Sheffield United, really. I, I thought they kind of played. Although the manager said they didn't deserve anything, I thought well, they played was, okay. I didn't think honest. they were that bad. He was pretty honest, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love. I love the atmosphere when Sheffield United equalised. The noise yeah, was unbelievable. Um, so we'll go on to Watford West Ham. Watford's still the well, they're the only Premier League team now yet to register a point. Shocking, aren't they? What's they the... look poor to me. They look too easy to get through, which is the complete opposite to last season. I know they sort of possibly overperformed last season, but they look they look. Sorry poor this year. It's like they've they've flipped the switch and just completely gone in the opposite direction. I know is but I just literally uh, although although a contender for miss of the season already oh, from Will Hughes. That was terrible, wasn't it? That was awful. <laughs> he won't he won't be getting anything called I'll tell you that. No, absolutely. Yeah. 
That I think that was actually hard. A credit to him that was probably harder to miss than what it was to, you know, to score. So he's he's done pretty well to miss that. Um, but defensively, yeah, defensively they look look terrible. And that Haller for West Ham, he was having a field day like with his strength and. I he, thought he looked good. Yeah. New sign in, couple of goals. I thought I thought he, he looked was, pretty he good, to good. be honest. I think that that's. That's the sort of West Ham that I think you expect to see, and I think if they if they kept that sort of form yeah. up, I think they'd be pushing for Europe. But you're not West Ham, like next game they'll probably go out and lose four 0 at home. So it's just it's just the way it is with them. Uh, so Brighton Southampton, I think the, the the big talking point. Zandoni was... okay? Is he? Oh. Is he has bad day or something? The, the sending off. I mean, it's not as if they're under pressure. I was having this conversation that I, I I think they should. I don't know what happens internally, but if I was if I was part of Brighton, I'd be fining him. I don't know if he oh, gets yeah. fined I'd, anyway I'd for being sent off. But he's all right. what's wrong with him? Because he's he's lost his team three points to, there. To want to do that as well is just unbelievably like. No, even the tackle. I don't because I didn't. And then sit on him. He sat on him afterwards, <laughs> as, as if to plead his well, I heard innocence. It on, um, on the soccer Saturday thing, whatever they said about, uh, and they were saying it was a clear red card. I'd, but it's, I don't think it's until you actually see it on the TV of how actually bad it actually it was. It was oh, it was terrible. terrible. It was and, absolutely and like terrible. Said, like they were on top as well at that point, and you know he's. Um, well, the thing he, that the thing the thing is the, for me yeah. is that. I think Brighton were on top for pretty much the whole game, even with oh, 10 yeah. men. Yeah. So it would have been interesting to see what would have happened if it was 11 against 11. I mean, two good goals from Saints, but I was having this conversation with Pete. We should actually get him on rather than just doing his recordings. We should get him on. And he, he he's a Saints fan. He was saying that he's hes almost done like a prediction for Saints throughout the season. Um, and he's predicted them to have 10 points after 10 games, which doesn't sound like it's going to be great form. No. But he he was having their first win, um, I think it was this week or next week. Um, doesn't sound like he's got too much faith in them, to be honest. But Especially I, if it's coming from one of your own fans. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But I kind of think that they... If it was eleven against eleven, I think Brighton would have won that. I mean, oh, like yeah, I said, yeah. e- even with ten, they looked like they were. In- I mean, they had the goal disallowed, which was rightly disallowed, but they they looked to be putting pressure on. And one thing with Saints that surprised me this season is Ward Prowse. He's almost gone under the radar. Where the back end of last season, he was. I think he was even in the England squad, wasn't he? Yeah, but I just, he's just. I can't <laughs> see him being in this one. It's just. I think my point is that the. The the players that Saints would possibly rely on are a bit inconsistent for me, and that's why their form dips. I think, and I think they could struggle this season. I, I think they'll think, be still, they'll be they, down they, there. They scored a couple of the weekend. But I still think going forward, I think that's their main issue. I don't think they've got a natural sort of goal scorer. But no, I agree we'll with see. you. We'll see. Uh, so Friday night, Villa Everton. So. Uh, what were you saying about Everton last? Well, had to happen. Yeah, yeah. Had to happen. It was. I thought it was a really difficult game to call beforehand because Everton had been in really good form, but Villa at home, I think, are always going to be dangerous. And 
from from the highlights that I saw, I'm not sure how Everton one didn't score or didn't take anything from it. I mean, I wouldn't say it was an end to end thriller for a Friday night, but well, yeah, the manager came out after the game and said he wasn't too sure on how he actually, how they ended up losing that game. But um, I thought Villa, Villa played well, but you know, like I said, Everton just didn't take the chances that they were given. And Jack no, Grealish, didn't. he can finally say he's won a Premier League game. Yeah, that's the first think, one. Yeah. So now, what, what do you know, think? What do you think of? I I can't quite get my head around this. Alex Awobi going to Everton. It it just feels to me like it was a deadline day signing, where they knew they weren't going to get Zaha, so they thought they had to get someone in. And he's a better player than I am. Let's just, just, let's just put that out Gosh, there. Mate, I've seen Straight you on the way. I've seen I mean, you I've, on the yeah, way. I've, you got, know. I've, got, I've got some moves, but I'm not sure. One, he's worth 35, 40 million, whatever it's they paid just, for him. It's just another fear uh, Walcott, mate. Yeah, it? and he, he doesn't it's... seem to be the sort of person I think that's going to make Everton was... that much better than he what they are another... already. He was another player at Arsenal when it, you know about three or four seasons ago, where every, where all the Arsenal fans were saying he's going to be the next big thing, and he just didn't get any better. It's exactly like Theo Walcott. Walcott had one or two good seasons at Arsenal, and then he just literally stayed at the same level, didn't get mm-hmm. any better. So it, it's just for me, it's just like that, and I just. I don't know why they signed him. I really, really don't. Because I don't think they need no, it. It's a, it's a strange uh, one for me. But, yeah, so Villa are off the mark. Everton first goals conceded for, I think, seven or eight games now. So it'll be good to see how Everton react to that defeat now because they've had uh, their first defeat from the three, their first goals they've conceded this season. So I think that's that will be the, the key on how they react for next week. Uh, so we'll finish up Molyneux for Wolves, Burnley. Oof, I bet you're not very happy with this result. Are you? <laughs> well, I mean, the last minute penalty is what gave Jody the win in the predictions that we'll we'll talk about later. But um, for me, this is such a comparison about what no Europa League football does for you versus what Europa League football does to you. Was it, was it me or the Wolves that really tired? He just like. They well, didn't. Just... They didn't look themselves to me, no. and they. I mean, they've played more games than anyone else because they've been having the, the the Europa League qualifiers. But Burnley look a completely different team. Wolves have now drawn each game, so I mean they're unbeaten, but they've only got three points from the three games, each with sort of differing degrees. I think um, the point against United was probably a good point. This one was a hard-fought point. Um, but Ashley Barnes, I mean, so, so someone phoned up, uh, I think someone phoned up Five Live over the weekend and he's touting Ashley Barnes to go to United. And I just thought... It's, United, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but that's it. So United are, are poor and they're not scoring goals. Ashley Barnes is scoring goals, therefore you must link the two together. I can't see it happening personally, but... I'm right in saying that he, out of... Apart from Aubameyang and Aguero, he's got the most Premier League goals this calendar year. I think I saw yeah, I that somewhere. So. Yeah, I think so. I think he's, that's def- right. he's at United in January, I'm telling you. It's got to be. That guy's talking sense. 80 million, 80 million. But yeah, to, um, for any Burnley fan out there, I think you see the 96th minute and you think we're, we're, we're home and dry and, and then 
Yeah, I thought Wolves got a bit lucky, but you know, that's football for you. Yeah. Okay, so that's the uh, Premier League review uh, and the end of part one. So when we come back in part two, we'll start off with the EFL review. Um, so we look at Championship League One and League Two, and then we've got special Yeovil Watch today, uh, where we've sent one of our reporters. Is he one of our reporters? Is he on the payroll he did, now? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he did. He did a podcast for us last year. He's done bits for us, hasn't he? So he did. You know, he did. He, um, so yeah. So we'll see what Adam thought of the Yeovil game, uh, and then we'll hear what Chris thought of the Yeovil game yesterday. Uh, so it'll be an up, upbeat second second part of <laughs> yeah. the podcast. Then we've got an uh, update on predictions, Wonders of White, and uh, we'll try and answer Pete's teaser. So we'll see you in part two. Hello and welcome back to part two of you from the Sideline Podcast. So we're going to start part two with uh, our EFL review. So in the championship, Leeds remain top. They're on 13 points after a 3-0 win away at Stoke at the weekend. Uh, but they are joined at the top by Swansea, who seem to have come from nowhere uh, from last season. They won 3-0 at home to Birmingham. So both teams at the top on 13 points. Charlton are third after breaking a run of two consecutive draws. They beat Brentford 1-0. Bristol City won 3-1 away at Hull to move into fourth. And Fulham dropped to fifth after losing 2-1 at home to Nottingham Forest. Preston, they complete the playoff places. They moved up into sixth with a 2-1 home win against Sheffield Wednesday. At the bottom, uh, Stoke and Huddersfield both remain without a win and only have one point each. It's funny, isn't it, really? If you said a couple of years ago Stoke and Huddersfield would be bottom of the championship. Uh, so both have only got one point. They both lost at the weekend. Stoke going down to Leeds 3-0 and Huddersfield lost 2-0 at home to Reading. Wigan, they occupy the final relegation place. They lost their fourth game in a row going down 3-1 at QPR. Uh, and there's four teams just above them on four points, including two of the promoted sides in Luton and Barnsley. So into League One, uh, we've still got six unbeaten teams in League One. The top five are all on 11 points from their five games, with Ipswich currently sitting top due to their superior goal difference. Uh, they got a 5-0 win against Bolton at the weekend. Uh, Blackpool are in second. They drew 0-0 away at Rochdale. And Wickham are in third after edging out Southend in a seven-goal thriller. Sunderland, Coventry and Fleetwood, they make up the top six, with Fleetwood the only team to have suffered defeat this season out of those teams. Uh, Doncaster, they're in eighth, but they're also unbeaten. They've got eight points, but they have played a game fewer because I think they were due to play Berry, but that was postponed. Um so at the bottom, Berry are still yet to play, so they remain on a uh, negative 12 points. And Bolton, they have managed to play four games uh, so far this season, picking up one point, so they're on minus 11. Uh, so as we're recording this, I don't think there's been a final decision on either Berry or Bolton. I know the deadline no, was, the was deadline 5 passed, o'clock. But from the latest that I've heard on... Twitter and Sky is saying that um, Bury have had three bids accepted by the owner, but they've got to go through the EFL, who are working with them, and then 
um, the owner, I assume, for Bury then chooses which one, which offer he takes. Mm. But nothing for Bolton, though, from what I've, what I can see, which is no. Not, not I mean, the, the deadline but... keeps getting pushed back. I mean, I've been following it as best I can, but yeah. I'm not sure what's going on because it does. It, it was meant to be five o'clock today, and then that's it. But well, we're still we're though, still going. Oh yeah, it's very sad. Well, yeah, like, especially if you're you know you work for the club or you're a fan of that club, it's. It's not nice, you know. I think. Well, I think no, I mean, they what, said the what last, do you do? Who do you last, go and support? <laughs> yeah, well, the last team in the EFL this happened to was in '92. I think it was Maid Maidstone. I think it said Maidstone, Maidstone, or something like that. Um, so, yeah. I, yeah I, well, f- fingers crossed for yeah, them, but so yeah, it's, it's not. It's not looking good at the moment. Um, so. Yeah, also at the bottom, Southend, uh, they're without a point from their five games, so they they sit 22nd at the moment. Accrington are in the final relegation place with only one point from their four games. Uh, Wimbledon have also only got one point, uh, and Gillingham have got two from their four games, and they currently sit in nine teams. All three teams lost at the weekend. Uh, so that's Championship and League One. Chris, if you want to do League Two? Yep. Uh, so Exeter sit top of League Two at the moment. They beat Morecambe three two away. Uh, Morecambe were reduced to ten men late on in that game. And Plymouth uh, in second. They beat Walsall by three goals to nil. Uh, Plymouth actually ended the game with ten men. And Forest Green a third after a late winner against Bradford. Uh, Forest Green actually scored the winning goal in the 93rd minute and then actually had someone sent off four minutes later. So, <laughs> uh, Macclesfield, uh, you know, they, they've won again. Uh, they beat Struggling Scunthorpe 1-0, so they're actually in fourth place. Uh, Newport moved moved above Crew into fifth after they beat Crew by a goal to nil. Uh, Crew now lie in sixth. Grimsby make up the last playoff place um, they put five past Port Vale, ending five-two. Uh, Scunthorpe are rock bottom, uh, still only registering one point this season. Uh, as I just said, they lost uh, earlier uh, to Maxfield. And Stevenage are now second from bottom. They drew nil-nil with Mansfield, and Stevenage have yet to score a single goal this season in the first five games. Oh, so that's not good. They've, they've drawn <laughs> twice, nil nil, and lost the other games. So yeah, not um, not not great for great for them. Right, so we'll we'll move on to the national league, and we were lucky enough to actually have someone at the ground, and this is what Adam thought of the game. Hi, both. Thank you very much for allowing me to review this week's Yeovil Sound game. Um, Yes, we uh, lost two <laughs> one at home um, to Maidenhead. On reflection, on the game, it was a poor performance all over from Yeovil. It was very frustrating. <sighs> Never really got going. That didn't help with the case of Maidenhead straight away from nearly kick off. You can tell that they were just there for the draw. Did they think they could possibly to disrupt the game, to slow down the game, to play act on the game? Yes, they had a couple of chances which they took, and that was really it. They took their like two real main chances. Um, our goal late on, nah, we couldn't do anything after that. It was far too late to to like sort of equalise. Nah, not enough time. Um, 
it was sort of first half, yeah, no real chances, nothing really happened first half, easily forgotten about. Second half, a lot better performance. Um, I think Darren Sile must have really gone into them. I think it was... Um, you're not going to win games like that at all. You've got to straight go out, fight for that, fight for the win. Second half, it seemed to be like that. Um, more chances, that's when they had their... That's where obviously where the, all the goals came from, the second half. Um, yeah, it just... We missed an open goal at 0-0, should have scored, would have been a completely different game, probably outcome, probably got the three points, because then they would probably would have to come at us and we would have opened them up and probably scored a few more, but when they scored, that was it, straight walls all out the back, slow the game down, typical, still 35 minutes to go and they were slowing the game down like it was going to finish in a five minutes time. Um, um, it was a good atmosphere, um, a really good atmosphere actually you can tell that with new manager new players new owners fingers crossed that the fans are coming back and the crowd is getting behind the team much as we possibly can which is the team has got to start winning games um, you can tell we've got much much better quality players in our team than Maidenheads and probably a lot of other teams this year but we've got to get the three points got to start scoring the goals and um, really just got to adapt to teams coming to Yeovil and Thinking over this big team to beat against and just really disrupt the way the flow of football. You ever try to pass it on the floor, try to sort of do the sort of tappy tappy football, bit at too slow at times. You can see they were trying to play for, like obviously proper football rather than maiden heads, just hit and hope, which obviously did work. But it just the overall sometimes I've got to think myself, we've got to do that as well. And I think what I've heard that we are trying to sign uh, quite a um, decent striker, um, tall lad, that's probably going to suit that more game game play um, for the rest of the season. Um, I know it's early days. We're not too, we're not hit 12th in the league. It's not sort of, um, not too bad mid-table. I think a lot of Yoga fans potentially might be happy with that end of the season. I think we should be top seven, nothing else. I think we've got the quality there. I think the team's better this year than it was last year and probably the year before that. So it's the team there that starts jamming properly and starts scoring the goals and putting t- these sort of teams to bed, then we should be fine. And we sort of, we've really shown glimpses at this season. Um, so I just think, yeah, there's, there's definitely nothing to worry about, but things things in it, games are coming quick in very quick in this league we've got a few, there's um plenty more games to come and I think you yeah, just got to sort of keep going the squad's small yes but the quality there is to beat most teams in this league and um so on reflection overall poor game but it wouldn't have took much of much more upper level you yeah, would have breezed past Maidenhead it just just the final pass into the box wasn't quite good enough, but we are missing uh, Reese Murphy, who's our main striker, really, out and out, 30 score, I think 32 goals last season for his team, who uh, got him from, and I think he came for the last 10 minutes, and it, that's when you're able to sort of play differently. So I think with him back now from his injury, I think we should be okay. And I think if he starts scoring, we're fine. So yeah, a better game yet. Not the best of games. But I think we can just keep going and hopefully a win won't be too far away. Uh, Thank you very much.
Okay, uh, thanks for that, Adam. Uh, obviously, not a great result there for uh, Yeovil on Saturday, and things didn't get any better for them yesterday uh, when they conceded a 94th minute winner against Dagon Red. So that was two defeats in a row. I think uh, we're going to get so asked to stop to stop following them. So after after <laughs> a, you know a, a fairly decent start, this this kind of all crumbled beneath them. Um, Two home games coming up now, so I know one's against Notts is Notts County next week. Uh, not sure they got after that, but yeah, they, they're 18th at the moment in the league, so let's, uh, let's hope they start picking up some points. Otherwise, uh, we could be doing uh, National League South next season. Oh. <laughs> I can't be doing that. I'm struggling with the National League teams. So yeah, so yeah, it's uh, not great recently. But they've just they've just signed someone who played for Bury last season. Actually, his first name is Gold. 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 Yeah, so he's got to be good, hasn't he? That's no gold. Well, yeah. yeah, obviously. Yeah, he's got he's got to be amazing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so so that's uh, that's the EFL and. Uh, Yeovil watch. So thanks, yeah, thanks Adam for that. That's, Cheers, um, it's uh, sorry to uh, send you out on a mission. Yeah, sorry, I know we didn't yes. send him out. But... Oh, yeah. Sorry, you had to sit through that. <laughs> send uh, send Chris your expenses for your, like pie oh, and yeah. pie and pint, and uh, he'll cover that. Uh, so uh, oh. we just we're just going to touch lightly on tr- predictions. Um, just slightly. Well, it's up to you, Chris. I mean, because you came third. I know. Um, it, it, mate, it wasn't about me this week. <laughs> well, it is next week. Next, it week, next it week it is. Yeah, so, uh, for, for those of you that don't know, um, it was my wife, Jodie, that took part this week, and she might have won. I don't know. I haven't told the scores up yet, but yeah, she might have won. Um, so she got a total of 16 points. It was the last minute equaliser for, for Wolves that, that got her. 10 points actually because she got 1 1. Uh, Chris got six again for the second week in a row. Um, but I got golden goal second week in a row, so that bumped my score up. So, um, the table's starting to take shape. Uh, and this week, Chris, we have your significant other where the pressure is now well and truly on you. She beat me last season as well, so. Yeah, hoping to do a little bit better than what you've done this week. So we'll uh, be interesting to see over the weekend. I'm not sure how we stand if uh, both of our wives beat us. Maybe they should take over. They should do that, actually. That might be quite interesting. Um, so, so yeah, so we'll see where the bragging rights in the White household stand after the weekend. Uh, which leads us nicely into your new feature, Chris, The Wonders of White. Hopefully we haven't covered your stats already. Oh, uh, no. In these the are, weekend review. Too, too, uh, too these are high-level stats, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, you know, they, they, they don't get ripped from any website, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this is the first time two English players aged 21 or under have scored in a Premier League match for Chelsea since 1992 when Eddie Newton and Graham Stewart scored against Sheffield Wednesday. Eddie Newton. Eddie Newton. Still at the club club now. Obviously not playing, but, you know, in some capacity. Eddie Newton was assistant manager when we won the Champions League. So, come on, you know. 
Fair play. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Patrick Van Anholt uh, has become the second player ever to score a 90th minute winner versus Manchester United in any Premier League game. Thierry Henry is the only other player to achieve this. That That's illustrious company. Yeah. There were five away wins in the Premier League on Saturday. That is a record on any single day in the competition. That's yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, okay. I'm very impressed. Yeah. And last but not least, Lee Catamol received a yellow card for his first ever foul in the Eredivisie. Is that where he is now? Yeah, the Dutch league. Yeah, first foul oh, gets gets booked. <laughs> wow, there you go. Yeah, I didn't even know he'd gone. Well, there you go. Look, that's an extra, you know, piece of you know. Well, I've learned something. You've learned, I've you've learned, learned something five there. things, not just the four stats. You've learned an extra thing there. Well. I have. I, I, I'm impressed, Chris. This, this is go. this is possibly our best feature. Uh, but unfortunately, we we have to move on from it. So we need to go to Pete's teaser. Oh, man. Um, so I've had to, I'm gonna what's have your a, thinking? I'm going to have a think about this because so they would have been in the EFL and the FA Cup final at the same time. Now, my memory is not great, so I can't go back too far. But I don't think there... I can't think in the last six, seven years at least where a team has got to both finals and lost. Um, so I think it's going to be sort of like between in the like late 90s, sort of early noughties sort of time. And all, all I can think about is Arsenal, Liverpool. Uh, they well, were both I thought... good. I thought Milan Barros. That was my first thought. But he was at Liverpool for more than one season. So <sighs> Pete, Pete did say he he was a plur, pur, prolific striker at other clubs he was at. Um, Barros, because he went to Aston Villa and he wasn't that great, was he? What about Villa? They were in finals around the noughties, weren't they? Leicester, Middlesbrough. I think Middlesbrough. Uh, I, I tell like, you what. I tell you what. I think you've got it. Cause... Middlesbrough. Do you know who I think it is? Do you know who I think it is? Ravinelli. Oh, Ravinelli. Could be because they got to the FA Cup final in '97 against Chelsea and lost. But I don't know if they got to the League Cup and. Um, they bring quite a few. I think I, I, I'm, I'm going to go for him. Ravenelli, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Depends how many seasons. Yeah, because I don't think he was that. He was that, just he wasn't here it. for I... that long. Wasn't he the guy with the the like dark silvery hair? He yeah, was like, like the silver silvery. fox guy. And he was the one. Wasn't he the one that bought the um, shirt over the head celebration yeah. in his country? Yeah, player. It better be right. in now, just just to get his name out there. I'm going to tag him in this podcast if it is. I I'm going to tell you now. So I, I'm I think we go. We're going to go for him. So we'll go for him, and, and I think it it would have been 1997. I've just 
when they played. I've Chelsea. just Googled, I've just googled it, and he said he loved his season at at Middlesbrough. So they would have. Uh, talk amongst yourself, Chris. Talk, just talk amongst um, yourself, and I will and I will gig, I will giggle it or Google it even. I I found it. I've got it. Oh, you've got it. Was yeah. it him? Oh, so he scored 17 goals. Yeah, uh, that's it, in like 35 it. games or something like that. Yeah, it was him, yeah. He scored a hat-trick against Derby. He scored a hat-trick against Villa. And they were in. They lost the FA Cup final to Chelsea, which is the one I knew about. Was it and that they, Di Matteo? Yeah, and they also lost to Leicester City over two. They drew the first game in the final, and then the replay. They had replays in '97. They lost one nil in the replay. Ravinelli scored in the first game. Mm. Ravinelli also scored. He scored five goals against Hereford in the League Cup. There you go. I'm surprised we got that. As soon as oh, you yeah. said Middlesbrough, I thought, mm, yeah, okay, I'm with that now. Well, Middlesbrough are the only team that I could think of because I was just thinking Chelsea and then that was really okay good one free from free um just before we go we'll give you a quick update on the EFL Cup tonight so uh Bristol Rovers and Brighton are one each Cardiff are losing 3-0 to Luton Norwich are losing at Crawley Villa are 5-0 up against Crewe Palace and Colchester 0-0 Saints are one up on Fulham. Uh, Leeds 2, Stoke 2. That was 2-0 about five minutes ago. West Ham are winning 2-0 against Newport. Uh, Sheffield United 2-1 up on Black Blackburn. Watford 3-0 up on Coventry. That's probably the pick. Nottingham Forest 3, Derby 0. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think the, the Premier League sides are putting their top wide, but I mean, five nil for Villa away at Crew. That's that's a that's the a decent result. Match was abandoned due to rain, apparently. Was it? <laughs> yeah, that's oh. what it was there. Wow. Not like yeah. us tough southerners, eh? Right. Okay. So I think that pretty much wraps it up for for episode three. Uh, so yeah, good good weekend of football. Lots of discussion. Yeah. We've got a big um, one next week. weekend with Arsenal. I will be in a mood Spurs. next. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. Speak to Adam, see if he wants to do yeah, it next week. See if, he, see, if he wants to, see if he wants to go to the Arsenal game. <laughs> he's well, an no, Arsenal see fan, if he wants actually. to do the podcast. Is he's, he? He's an Arsenal Get him fan, out. yeah. yeah. Get him out of here. Yeah. Get him out. Right, OK, so we'll speak to you next week. Have a good week, everybody. See you later.